Skirt, yep. skirt. The joy of the Eucharist. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, friends, to the joy of the Eucharist, our podcast coming to you from St. John the Baptist Catholic Church, our answer to part of the parish phase of the Eucharistic revival. As you know, we're listening to some stories and beautiful um, experiences with the Eucharist and Eucharistic faith. I'm Father Alex Kroll, joined again today by... Hi, I'm Stephanie Stovall. Stephanie Stovall, and today um, we've got more great Eucharistic Catholic content coming to you. But let's start, before anything, with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Loving God, we know all good things come from you, most especially the gift of the most holy Eucharist. Jesus, we ask that you would touch our hearts, touch the hearts of those who are listening, with the deep and intimate love you have for us in the Holy Eucharist. Lord, before all else, may we seek to to love you, to honor you, to follow you with our whole lives and our whole hearts, and may you, um, in turn, pour out your rich blessings and love in our life. May this time together in this podcast be fruitful and rich. Uh, May the Holy Spirit use it to diffuse far and wide a greater love for you and for the most blessed sacrament. We ask all this through Christ our Lord and with the intercession of the Blessed Virgin as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we have a treat for you today. Boy, do we. Yeah. A fun guest uh, on the younger side of our guests um, that we've had on. This uh, makes us cool, Father. Yeah, now now we're the cool kids. Yeah, in the club. Yeah. Peyton Williams today is with us. Hey, thanks for joining us. Hi. Peyton, tell us a little bit about who you is. Who is Peyton? All right. I am, I'm Peyton Williams. I am a 17-year-old. I am one of the youth members here. Um, Not I've kind of just youth members. One of the leaders yeah, one oh. of our youth. <laughs> yes. Um, sure. So I'll be a senior this year, which is kind of fun. Let's go. Um, at what high school? At Santa Fe. Edmund oh. Santa Fe. Yes. Nice. Love it. Go, go Tigers. Wolves. Wolves. Go, Come wolves. on. Not Bulldogs. <laughs> Not Huskies. Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, I've gone to this church for past eight years, cool. I want to say. And then before that, I was at uh, St. Monica's over on the other side of Edmond, mm-hmm. on the other side mm-hmm. of the railroad tracks. Welcome to the good side. Yes. <laughs> I just I love kidding. It. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's about me. That's awesome. So share with us, if you would, um, something of how the Eucharist has impacted your life and, and drawn you closer or, or made you more faithful yeah okay so i mean i always grew up catholic and in the church and stuff um so we never like missed mass we would go out of town and still go to mass so i was always like growing up in the church and going to vbs and all that stuff yeah you've got great. a great holy family yeah, I, yes yeah jeans. very blessed to have my family <laughs> how many siblings do you have i am one of four one of four yes nice. i'm the second one in the order okay um but so with that being said, I was always in the church. And if we weren't at church, then sometimes we'd go to adoration. And I never necessarily understood like what it was or like I knew it was Jesus, obviously. But I didn't understand the almost intimacy and the like just how amazing it was until I was probably a sophomore 
going in like sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. And I went on this forged retreat, which was through the church and just to kind of help get the youth group going and stuff. And um, they brought in the Eucharist and it was actually a silent retreat. So 13 hours in silence. And you put a group of of teenagers in a room that are all friends with each other. And (laughs) we just want to talk to each other. And it's 13 hours of silence. None of us knew it was silence. So going into that was... It was exciting. Some kind of torture right there. That's impressive, It was definitely interesting, but it was so good, especially for, like, so good for our faith and so good for us to grow as a group, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But they brought in the Eucharist and um, having all those, like, we had meditations throughout the day and the Bible verses and stuff that we were meditating over because nothing else to do. Um, And it was so good because the Eucharist came in and we all um, were able to spread across the room. It was almost in like a log cabin, which was a really cool experience because it's not just in the church. Um, And so we went and had adoration and was praise and worship music in the back. We had guitar and confession. And um, I was sitting there and I'm kind of just praying and, you know, like wondering, okay, like, like, God, I know you're there, but like. Can you give me something to work with? Um, and I just remember feeling so at peace, and it was right after COVID. And so, I mean, that let alone probably messed everybody up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just such a great peace and calming feeling to know that I was in such a safe place and with, like, my one true love. Hmm. So that was, I mean, where I really fell in love with the Eucharist. And um, after that, I just started going to adoration every now and then and then it became more often and now it's probably once a week if I can or more if I can try to um and there's a church maybe like it's walking distance maybe half a mile from my house so on my way home I'll stop in the adoration chapel and it's just what a blessing yes such Mm. a blessing it's just overwhelming peace every single time and happiness I mean if you go through like as a high school student um stressed about everything and if you can even give 15 minutes through your day you're just passing by it and on your way home 15 minutes to just go into the chapel and be able to pray be able to have that silence and inner peace it's just it's such a good hmm. thing to do yeah it's awesome yeah. Well, and it's so rare that somebody your age takes mm-hmm. the time to do that yeah so i think young people are taking over the church like they're that's i'd like true. to say that too on yeah. fire yeah 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 you guys are way better than this well, we got a lot of people. mediocre middle-aged people oh but we've got some young people who oh, are wait, on fire I mean, young at heart all of us are young at heart sorry middle-aged people um yeah <laughs> well <laughs> I don't know anything to say I don't know. <laughs> Write it down. Um, <laughs> I had a thought, and then there we are. It's so incredible too that um, that you can use your Eucharistic faith to like lead others, mm-hmm. help your family, pray for your friends. Like it doesn't just impact you; it benefits a whole, you know host of people huh yeah i definitely think it's helped um me also grow in my friendships with other people because it's like they'll text me and say oh i'm really struggling with this i'm can you pray for me about this and i'm like okay like what are you doing right now i'll pick you up we'll go to the adoration chapel you don't mm. do that yes me and <laughs> no, my you best friend rachel will don't. do that all the time or like <sighs> before finals week finals mm-hmm. week is a mess mm-hmm. and it's just okay we have 30 minutes we'll go to adoration 
and then we'll go eat ice cream or we'll go to dinner or fuzzies is our place what Mm -hmm. a friendship so it just i mean it really helps you grow in your friendship because you're also growing in your relationship with god too which is just which is the most real vulnerable Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so then that takes the friendship into even more beautiful yeah. place. If you're both growing toward Jesus, you're actually getting closer together on your journey. Yeah, there's like a little path. triangle. Little triangle, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Closer yeah. and closer. So. so then you have your amazing family mm-hmm. and then also your dedication to the youth group. But what would you how what would you recommend to people that maybe I don't know, maybe their parents aren't dedicated yeah. to going to mass every sunday they might even have um kids might even have a hard time getting to confession because maybe their parents don't care so what would you say to kids to encourage them what are the things that they could do yeah um i definitely say you need to make the time for it um i mean everyone has a busy life and everyone is doing this or that or sports or school or whatever but i mean it can start in your bedroom it can start when you're going to sleep or right when you wake up just make the time to be there and be there with God. And then from there, it can just grow. Like, I remember, like, at first it was hard because you're like, hmm, I mean, I could go, I could go to church, I could go to adoration, or I could sleep, or I could go out with friends or whatever. So you have to make the time. And then also, um, having a buddy that keeps you accountable for it is very big. Um, it just, it gives you someone to grow with also and helps you to, um, keep each other accountable in a way that's like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, did you pray today? There's like a TikTok <laughs> sound that's like, did you pray today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so we'll text each other and we'll be like, did you pray today? Like just keeping each other accountable is um, so big because then you're not only like growing with yourself, but it also reminds the other person too. Mm-hmm. I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So the importance of finding people in your life who are striving for holiness along with you, maybe that isn't as found as easily nearby, but we all need it. We need yeah. that accountability. We need that love. And so you were saying that you go to Santa Fe mm-hmm. High School. What's it like being as in love with Jesus and the Catholic faith as you are and being a public school kid? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely, it has its challenges, but I also could see how these challenges could be in a maybe a Catholic school too. Um, just you have to find the right people because there's, there's groups of people everywhere and you just have to find where your people are and where the other Christians are at and other Catholics. Um, and a lot of times like the FCA can, like helps with that. And then um, we have a thing called impact, which is in the morning. And I mean, you have to wake up early, which is kind of a <laughs> dread sometimes, but, make but the time like yours. Mm-hmm. yes, but make the time and um, just fellowship with other Christians within your school. And it really starts to grow because people are like, Oh, like they're truly happy. Like you wonder what they're doing. And then, maybe talk to them. Oh, they they go to Impact. Oh, they're followers of Jesus. They go to Catholic Church. Like you have to find the people, which mm. can be hard when you're in a public school because most people aren't or they're just like they don't necessarily go to church every Sunday or whatever. And their parents, a lot of times people's parents have um such a big impact on your like their kids' faith. So, um just find people with good families or just be a light for others and um be a way that they can find themselves in the church too. Mm-hmm. What are uh, some of the events that go on at our parish that you'd like to invite other kids to join? Um, I definitely think it starts with mass and 530 mass is my favorite just because we have um, 
we have the youth choir and so i mean you hear some of the songs on the radio it's like sometimes you go into church and you're like oh like it's an older song like okay <laughs> um but 5 30 mass we have the youth church um or youth mass and then um right after that at least during the school year we have a youth group which is such a good thing to go to i mean you get to interact with people your age and find uh, your people within the youth group and when your, is youth group it is right after 5 30 mass so usually around I would say 6.30, 6.45, and most times we have dinner before that's provided, and then um, we get to talk and play games, and then also you get to um, build your relationship with Christ, which is such a big thing. Mm-hmm. But Peyton, I'm a high school kid, and I don't know anybody there, and I feel awkward, and it's scary to go yes. places where I don't know anybody. So. Come anyways. Ugh. But you will find people. You will find yeah. people there. Are people friendly You'll there? at least yes. find Peyton. At She'll least you'll nice. find me. Come yeah. find me. Mm-hmm. I'll say hi. I'll, will other people say hi to me? Yes. I'll introduce you to groups. and I mean, it'll be fun. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Find a friend. Be find a friend, afraid. right? Find or a friend. Find Come with friend. a friend. Bring a friend. Bring and a they don't friend. have to be Make Catholic. No, they Bring do not have to be Catholic. Bring a friend to Jesus. Bring them in. Yeah. Make disciples. That's the goal. Yep. How... How can I be a disciple? I'm in high school. Peyton, how can I be a disciple of Jesus in high school when it's so crazy and there's all these things? I want to be popular. I want boys to like me. I don't want to be weird. But, I mean, I always think if I'm doing something and I'm like, am I doing this for God or am I doing this for other people? Am Mm -hmm. I doing this to get me to heaven or am Mm -hmm. I doing this for other people? I mean, you just have to think about that and put that into perspective. She's just so much yeah. I mean, I I did learn a lot from my sister. My mm-hmm. older sister, she's almost she's pretty cool mm, too. She's 20. Mm-hmm. Um she's living her best life up in Montana right now for with summer projects mm-hmm. through her church in Stillwater. And she just really stuck yeah, with the faith them. and has inspired me. Mm-hmm. Really did. I mean, I see how happy she is and how joyful she is and I That's know what that I'm saying. Really the young people God. are taking over. They really are. They yeah. are. No, it's true. And they they love the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't want it watered down. They, they don't want don't. any cafeteria Catholicism. They <laughs> want the full thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you noticed that with yeah. your friends? I definitely, I think it stems from the fact that we just want to know a lot. We just want to know everything, basically. Mm-hmm. Tell and me the truth. Yeah. yeah. Tell me the truth. And I mean, the Catholic Church, I mean, it's all written out for you. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to find the truth. And Young people have been marketed to and marketed to and marketed to. Mm-hmm. So like the little gimmicks that we try. It's finally working. Gimmicks in Maybe? youth group, gimmicks in that. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to. They can see through yeah. gimmicks. They can see through, you know, smoke and mirrors. They want the real, authentic, full truth. That's why the Eucharist is so important because the Eucharist is not a gimmick. The Eucharist yeah. is Jesus, mm-hmm. body, blood, soul, and divinity. And, you know, it might be like, oh, don't you want to go play fun and games? Well, of course they do. Yeah. But what is the heart? Um, it's the mass and the Eucharist. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. So this past summer, I know you attended. It's called Casting Nets, right? Mm-hmm. That's where it's, young leaders of the church go to be formed in evangelization and discipleship uh-huh. and right? discipleship. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's called Transform Your World ah, by cool. Casting Nets. It yeah. is such a good opportunity for you to. Um, grow in Christ and then also learn how you can give him to other people too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's intensive and you learn a lot about yourself and about other people, but you get so close with the group you're with and they have some of the best speakers. I mean, I just like, it was Jim Beckman and, um, 
Oh, what's her name? Sarah Swafford. Sarah Swafford, yes. And her. Oh, um, and Jackie. And Jackie, yes. Love Jackie. It was just so good. Um, Angel. And a lot of them brought their, like, if they were in a couple, they brought their husbands and their family too. So it was good to see, um, good to see a Catholic family. And for some people who haven't necessarily grown up with in a Catholic family or haven't um, had a strong Catholic family as they do, I mean, it's good to see those examples of it. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Discipleship lived out. So what were some of the tips that they gave you guys for evangelization within your age group? Do not be afraid to take courage. Oof. I mean, it says it mm. in the Bible the a million times, <laughs> a million times in the Bible. Um, you just have to, you can't be afraid of what other people are going to think of you and you have to step out, step out in faith and um, just be willing to share, to share about your experience, your testimony um, and how God has worked through you. You know, like mm. you have to be able to share that and communicate that with other people. And then also, um, I know a lot of times Catholics get the judgmental rap just mm-hmm. because that's kind of like what's yeah, been in the past of the church. Yes. Yeah, rules, rules. Um, but you have to be able to see someone for how they truly are. And I mean, they're a child of God. You have to really be able to see that and mm-hmm. communicate that to them so that they know they're loved. That mm-hmm. was that was the biggest thing that was taken away. You have mm-hmm. to let other people know they are loved and that they are a child of God. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. It's Great advice for grown-ups. Yeah. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, keep up the good work. Um, praise God for, for you and for your love for, for our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament. Um, I think you're going to continue to light the way, hopefully, for many other young yes. people to, to encounter the Lord and draw close to Him, especially in the Eucharist. And um, Thanks for being so cool. Pray for me in adoration yes. next yes. time you go. <laughs> yeah. See you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God bless and thank you. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. You usually do that part. Wow. There is nothing more encouraging than a young person on fire with faith. You're telling me I got five boys at home. My boys, find yourself. If you're not going to be a priest, find yourself a girl like that. Yes. And also like be like that. Right. Because that was amazing. So what it all started with was that rich encounter with the Eucharist, right? What it all started with was her opening her heart to Jesus in a circumstance. Ooh, time out. Even before that, she said, she took the time and the courage to say, yes, I'm going to not go go to these hangouts. I'm going to go on this silent. Are you kidding me? She didn't know it was silent until she got there, but yes. Well, but still giving her the credit. Still a big deal. Yes. But incredible, huh? Yeah. So, so placing yourself in the opportunity to have an encounter with the Lord, opening your heart, and then boom, Jesus coming Shabalaka. in hot, coming in hot. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> so like for our young people, but for all of us, we have to have those opportunities for encounter. We have to take time to, to go on retreat. We have to take time to put ourselves in a circumstance that maybe we aren't familiar with. We have to give the, the Lord an opportunity in his Eucharistic presence, to speak to us in a profound and real way. And so retreats are important, super important, because they're those moments of encounter. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Work with your spouse. But but you can do it. It's more possible than you think. Even a a day retreat or even a weekend retreat, um, you know, promise your spouse something great and twist his arm or his or her arm a little bit yeah. and make time to have that opportunity for encounter. It's powerful. It's and then real. For the teens, 
all this stuff that we have here. Steubenville. Steubenville. Holy moly. So many conversions so have happened at powerful. Steubenville. And Ignite. So many conversions have happened. You know, at Steubenville, Ignite. And then Summit like that. for the young Summit. People. Summit at the Archdiocese mm-hmm. at the Cathedral. Like these opportunities for encounter. And, and they're opportunities. They're Jesus reaching out his hand and being like, hey, you want to come? come? You come, come spend time out. with me? Right? Um, and so why not say yes? Right? And that's where it begins. Because... I'm so busy because mm-hmm. there will always be an excuse to not spend time with the Lord. And in our hearts, we all know that's true. And but we can then, excuse ourselves from heaven if we're not careful. Uh, mm-hmm. When you put it like that. <laughs> um, can we talk for a second about her, the encounter part where yeah. she's like, yeah, I know. My head knows. I know mm-hmm. you're there, but like, give me something mm-hmm. here. Give me something. Yeah. Reminds me of doubting Thomas, huh? Where he was like, until yeah. I see it, until I can place my hand in his side and put my fingers in the <laughs> nail marks. Jesus was like, well, then here must be I, careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> and and he shows up. And, and then we get that great line, my Lord and my God, which is traditionally what people say uh, at the uh, elevation of the host, right? The Behold, host. my Lord and my God. Um, how incredible. So, yeah. Placing yourself, it's okay. And we don't tempt the Lord our God, right? That's not good. But it's okay to make an honest plea. God, I know you're real. Help me to love you more. Show me, show me that you're here with me. And sometimes it's exactly in those moments that the encounter is the most profound. But just be careful what you wish for, because you could be ended up (laughs) slipping your hand in Jesus' side. (laughs) Ooh, it's beautiful. No, I would love to (laughs) do that. But you know what's even more beautiful is like, you know, Jesus comes into us. We receive him, so. Yeah, there's a lot of times at Mass where I'm just staying at the Eucharist and I'm, like, begging him, just start bleeding. Just start bleeding so that I can believe more, so that everyone can believe more. Why don't you just show yourself? Mm -hmm. But St. Thomas says that it's a greater miracle that at every Mass Jesus disguises himself, hides himself under the form of bread and wine because... Transubstantiation just by itself should turn into his body and blood. But for our sake, the greater miracle is that the accidents, meaning the the semblance of bread and wine, um, come to us so that we can receive him and so that we can he can enter into us. But as you know, Eucharistic miracles are real. They are. Eucharistic miracles happen. There are hosts that bleed. There are um, hosts that turn to flesh. And almost always in the Eucharistic miracle, it's the cardiac tissue Oh, I love all the science first century all the Jewish man miracles. who has been in distress over and over again when they test. It's what the is same it? AB positive. Mm-hmm. AB positive so. blood. I think so. It shows that he was in distress when mm-hmm. he died. Mm-hmm. What else? I think it the shows age. His, yeah, typical right? general general location, general age, genetic makeup. And these are real things that actually right that have happened. been tested by non-catholics usually normally and that had no idea what was going on exactly yeah so so what are some eucharistic miracles that people could look up hmm. look into there's there, there La- are a lot. lanciano 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 mm-hmm. is one. one there's a few in poland that are more recent there's one in buenos aires that actually pope francis investigated uh, when he Francisco? was uh, um, the, no era Papa Francisco. Right, right. When he was the cardinal. No, there. he's the archbishop. Argentina. He Isn't he in, just the archbishop? Was he, he was, the cardinal when that happened? He was cardinal archbishop of Argentina. Oh, so why was okay. he in Buenos Aires? I don't know. We may need no to get sé. our facts straight. Yo no sé. Yo no. Lo sé. Mm-hmm. 
So that encounter with the Eucharist, powerful, powerful. But then Jesus doesn't just leave us where we are in the encounter. You know, sometimes we think, oh, the Lord, yeah, he can just, well, take us as we are. That's true. The Lord wants us as we are. He wants us to come. But God wouldn't be God. He wouldn't be a loving God to leave us in our misery, to leave us where we are. And so the hard part of the radical call of a disciple, the radical call to holiness, is is it's all or nothing. One cannot be half a saint. That's not how it is. And and the world pulls on us so hard and with so many loud voices. And the Lord pulls on us with gentleness and with peace. But um, one cannot uh, compromise. Um, You can't worry about being weird. You got to go for it. A hundred percent. And the Lord will will transform us. And um, when we defend our faith, we don't defend our faith like in high school with uh, anger and bitterness and judgment. We try and be an image of the light of the truth, the joy of the gospel. The joy of the Eucharist. The Eucharist. Yeah. And so it's through that um, being sold a hundred percent, being totally his, you know, it's when we try and do it in half measures that we get in trouble, right? And we'll always fail. Yeah, but all that bad stuff out there is kind of fun sometimes, Father. It is. It's also dangerous. It's also taking us away from our eternal home, what Jesus really wants for us. And and I take issue with that because what? I think it's more fun to be <gasps> Catholic. Oh, you do. I think Catholics have the most fun. I, I don't have know. So much fun. I don't know who. I don't know if you know who like basically invented all the best beers, wines, <gasps> and liqueurs. Who? It was the Catholics, right? Right. So all good things in moderation. Those are good things in moderation, unless you're under 21 and listening to this, then that's not for you. (laughs) Um, But all good things in moderation. Um, And then like culture and art and beauty and music and dance all all has been inspired by Jesus, by by our Catholic faith, right? And so people who try and claim that like, oh no, just like sinning and getting high and being with, cool. being you know all of that yeah. living that life is, is more fun no Ech. yuck yeah but it is tempting it is tempting that's true yeah but being a saint <laughs> but tempting is so much cooler so much cooler truth truth well so we pray that all of us young people old people middle-aged mm-hmm. people which i think i'm slowly sliding into um, You're still young. Have that encounter. Have that encounter with the, the risen Lord present in the blessed sacrament. Fall in love. And then don't do it by half measures. Become a saint. Don't make compromises. Don't do it. It ain't worth it. Let's pray. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, please come to us with your power, with your truth, with your goodness. Show us truly who you are that we may recognize you and give our whole hearts to you, holding nothing back. Through you, truly present in the most blessed sacrament, may many souls come to recognize for what they were made, to be a great saint, to set the world on fire. And may all those who are listening not go by half measures, but run to meet you with all the angels and saints when you come in glory. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace.